0: Kent Online News. News
1: you can trust.
0: This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett.
2: Hello, hope you're okay. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast on Thursday, October the 12th. A rather drizzly day in Kent and I'll have more on the weather in just a bit. But first up today, there's anger after 4,000 bus journeys in Kent were cancelled in the space of a month. Stagecoach say the issue is due in part to a shortage of drivers. Some passengers have described feeling trapped, while the company say they expect big improvements before the end of the year. Now, Stagecoach runs 81,000 journeys across the county every month, and since September, 5% of those have been scrapped. That's around 142 a day. Well, our reporter, Reese Griffiths, is a regular bus user and joins me now. Thanks ever so much for being on the podcast, Reese. Firstly, can you tell us a bit more about how often you use buses and the journeys you do?
1: So I probably use the buses two or three times a week mainly to get to and from our office in Canterbury and in the morning I will take the 17 bus from Folkestone to Canterbury which stops not far from my house and in the morning it's usually pretty reliable always on time within a minute or two and yeah it's a, a very easy and effective way of getting where I need to be but the difference comes in the evening when I'm trying to get home from work and That is a time when we do see often, I'm afraid, some cancellations, which can mean you're then faced with a longer wait for your next uh, bus to come. And also it does make it sometimes difficult to find a seat if people have had to skip one bus and then all pile on the next one that's running.
2: And does it make financial sense for you?
1: Yeah, taking the bus certainly does make financial sense. I don't own a car. never have done and probably never will, um, and the £2 price cap which has been in place for a number of months now really has made a uh, made made the bus a much more cost effective option. Being able to get from Folkestone to Canterbury in a journey that can take sort of 45 minutes to an hour for £2 is I think really good value and I think it is great to see that that has been extended. Um, For people who do rely on the bus to get to work, to hospital appointments, to go and see friends and family, have a night out, Um, it really is good that that fare has been capped. And it shows, I think, the benefit of trying to make public transport affordable for everyone.
2: So we've heard today about issues around reliability. What have you noticed recently?
1: Yeah, there certainly is... um, an issue of reliability at the moment. As we report on Kent Online today, Stagecoach has cancelled around 4,000 journeys in Kent in the previous month, which is uh, quite a significant number. And I'm certainly seeing, you know, particularly in the evening when I'm travelling home from work, that you'll fire up the Stagecoach app or look on Twitter and see a number of cancellations announced, uh, often, I think, at quite short notice. and. You know, that really is a problem for people, especially at times of day when maybe the buses are less frequent and, you know, people might be stood at a semi-rural bus stop alone in the dark and, you know, they might not be able to rely on their bus uh, appearing around the corner which is you know it's a complete disincentive for people to rely on public transport for journeys that are really essential to them and you know if you've got to be in work by a certain time or at a hospital appointment you you kind of need to know that the bus is going to show up when the timetable says it will
2: and is it putting you off using the buses
1: as i say as someone uh without a car i'm pretty reliant on public transport. I'd take uh, buses and trains through the week. Um, I I won't be necessarily put off uh, taking the bus. I think the £2 fare cap is a great incentive to to take the bus where possible. But certainly, it does mean that in the evenings, my sort of sense of what time I'm going to be getting home or making plans can be impacted by that and I think if people have the option of driving they are probably going to take that when they feel that they can't be certain that the bus is going to show up at the time that they've been promised in the timetable.
2: Rhys thank you ever so much this is what Stagecoach had to say in a statement.
0: We currently have a driver vacancy gap in Kent and we are having to cancel some bus journeys as a result that's obviously something we're really unhappy to have to Do and we appreciate how frustrating it is for our customers. Our teams are working flat out to resolve the situation. The approach we're taking is threefold redistribution of drivers from other areas, relentless recruitment, and temporary use of agency support. Despite the best efforts of our local teams, there are some days where we can't cover every journey. We now have over 50 new colleagues at various stages in our driver training process and a good number in the recruitment pipeline. This means we're able to phase in new drivers all the time and we expect big improvements in the situation before the end of the year. We operate nearly 5,000 bus trips every day across the region, so cancellations represent a small fraction of our scheduled services. Nonetheless, we appreciate how disruptive it can be when a bus service is missing, and we're very sorry to all our customers who have been affected. Kent
2: Online News. Other top stories you need to know about today. And a jury has heard how the mum of a man accused of murdering a toddler in Herne Hill tried to perform CPR to save his life. 89 old Alfie Phillips died in 2020 after suffering 70 injuries. 34-year-old Jack Benham from High Street Road and Sean Hedges, who's 26 and from Yelverton in Devon, both deny murder and the trial continues. A Seven-Oaks man's been sentenced after attacking two people at a pub in Tunbridge. Alfie Chapman headbutted one of the victims and punched another at the Georgian Dragon after getting into a drunken argument in August. The 21-year-old from Hillfield Place in Dunton Green has been given a 12-month community order which includes 100 hours of unpaid work. Two people have been charged following an attack on a shop worker in Swanley. Joe Rossiter-Lee and Gemma Lee, who are both 40, are accused of attacking the victim after she approached them about several stolen products. The pair from Maltain Hill were remanded in custody. Now, if you follow Kent Online on socials, you can see a picture of a man police are hunting following an armed robbery on a train in Kent. A man wearing a balaclava pulled out a knife and demanded to have the victim's bag after getting on at the Batten Ball station in Sevenoaks. He left the train at Ainsford. It's being reported today that convicted criminals could avoid jail from next week because prisons are so full. Crown Court judges have apparently been told to delay sentencing hearings to try to manage numbers. Now, the government's blaming jail overcrowding on the pandemic and a strike by barristers. But Security Minister and Tunbridge and Malling MP Tom Tugendhat says they're working hard to improve the situation.
3: We're increasing the number of prison places, and we've been doing that now for a number of years. And we're making sure that those who commit the most violent sexual acts are Not able to get early release, and that is putting extra pressure on our places.
2: HMP Elmley on the Isle of Sheppey is among those operating currently at maximum capacity. Kent Online reports. It's been revealed a Kent theatre may have to stay closed for a year after potentially dangerous concrete was found in the roof. The cost of repairing the orchard in Dartford could run to £7 million. Well, Paul Linsky is landlord of the nearby Stage Door pub. He's been speaking to Gabriel from our colleagues at KMTV.
4: Unless we get some serious support from the council and from the brewery itself, probably I can't see us surviving 12 months without, without the theatre.
3: How busy does this pub get at Christmas? We've got the plane to which would have been on. Um, Beauty and the Beast it was going to be this year, how busy could the stage door
4: have been? Oh yeah, normally we're very busy Christmas time. Because obviously we get, because the cast and the crew are in town for a long period, so we usually get them in having a drink after the shows. And then obviously you've got people going to the show. The actual the guys that work or did work at the theater. All the bar staff, the waiters and all the rest sort of it. So we used to get, so during Christmas was a busy period for us. How it's going to be this year, I don't know.
3: How do you feel that this Christmas it's going to be quiet?
4: It's going to be very quiet this Christmas. It'd be the worst Christmas we've had, or I've had since I've been here. So in nearly 20 years.
3: So this tops Covid?
4: Quite possibly because during Covid we were shut, but we had financial support.
3: And how do you feel about the closure itself? I mean, for Dartford as well, like, how, how do you feel about it?
4: This is going to hit Dartford hard, especially for the the night trade, which obviously, because most of the theatre stuff is of an evening. So the restaurants, bars, but even so like the shops are going to feel it as well, because even the afternoon stuff that goes on, the shows they have in the afternoon, and especially during panto season, because they have two or three shows a day. So. That brings people into the town all day long but they't going to be here this year
3: have you I mean have you been speaking to other businesses since the closure to see it, to get to fill Um,
4: not yet I mean obviously we are waiting to see what sort of definitive sort of like answers we're going to get about how long it's going to be closed before speaking to other people and see how they're doing
3: and you know I mean it's been closed now for Coming on um, two months now, at the Orchard Theatre, a month and a half. How has business been? How much, I mean, money do you think is, uh, is down? How, what were the takings like in that time? Um,
4: I'm down by about forty percent of my takings overall.
3: And that must be thousands of pounds each each month.
4: That's a good few thousand pound a month, this.
2: We have tried to contact Artford Council to get an interview but haven't heard back from them just yet. A corner shop in Sittingbourne will have to surrender their alcohol licence after reports drinks were sold to underage children. More than 80 illegal vapes were also seized from Best One on Hawthorne Road. Kent Police have confirmed they're investigating a number of reports of age-restricted sales at the premises. A box full of puppies has been found abandoned in Maidstone. The Spaniels were discovered in Parkwood behind Maidstone Box club on tuesday they were ridden with fleas and starving but are now being cared for by vets and will eventually need to be rehomed plans to build 900 homes on farmland near east morling have been withdrawn by developers barclay homes submitted proposals for broadwater farm two and a half years ago campaigners were upset about losing part of the countryside now the company say they intend to put in a revised application as they do still want to build there.
1: kent online reports
2: Next up today, and a group of dads who've experienced baby loss have called for more support and understanding of their feelings. They've spoken in a hard-hitting podcast released to mark Baby Loss Awareness Week and produced with Medway charity Abigail's Footsteps. In the episode, you can hear from Tom Gower, whose son Oliver was stillborn at the Darren Valley Hospital in Dartford, and Jack Jeffrey, whose wife lost their baby when she was 20 weeks pregnant. Ryan Godolphin also talks about how his fiance suffered complications when she went into labour. It led to the death of their son and left her in a coma for two weeks. Well, thanks to an Abbey cold cot, the couple were still able to meet Max for the first time together ryan describes that moment
3: we were really scared to to meet him we you, you don't really know what to expect we hadn't seen him at this point and actually believe it or not we didn't know his gender up until this point we uh we tried to keep it a surprise and uh you know he was in the world for, for two weeks and bless him all the staff also kept it secret you know we were just calling him pickle and to think about the way they describe it so we were saying to the breathing midwives that we said to them now oh, what can we expect and they said well look he looks asleep. They said, he, you know, he was cared for incredibly well. And when you meet him, he'll, he'll just look. Like he's asleep. But, you know, but what they said is that everybody who they've spoken to who leaves has this sort of tremendous feeling of peace or, or being at ease. And I, I think for me, that is probably the best way I can describe it. It's a very hard feeling to describe this, this feeling of turmoil before, you know, this this unrest that uh, there's this person you feel like you know so well, but you've never met. You know that I spoke every day. He was in the womb. You know I spoke to him, and it was very strange that he was in the world, wasn't named, didn't know his gender, and that he was he was there, and we hadn't met him. And once we met him, we had this yeah, just this this feeling of just kind of being settled. Like like I know I know him a bit. You know and I know things about him, and you know it's very hard. What you're left with now, once once he's gone, you're you know you're left with these feelings of loss. But you you also have these things that I do know about him. You know he was. He was in the 98th percentile for foot size. He had these massive feet. It was so funny. And he had these big hands and like a little blockhead like me. He's got a little square head and he had a, a full head of hair and all this kind of stuff. So I felt like I, I, I know him a little bit. So, and the nice thing about the Colcott's as well is that you can keep going back. So so we met him and we, you know, we took some photos. And stuff. one of the things the i Midwife said to you is try and think of the things you'd want in six months' time, not necessarily today but think what you might want in six months time or, or five years time or ten years time because this is the only opportunity you know and, and whilst you might feel uncomfortable now try and think of your future self you know it's, it's fine to do too much and, and, and not need it but but to not do enough would be much harder so you know we, we met him for the first time together and we spent hours with him, we got him dressed we got him you know we had this this outfit picked out for him to take him home and that's what we'd we'd put him in and um, my mum had knitted this blanket like dinosaurs kind of wound up being his thing we just wound up getting a load of dinosaurs so my mum had knitted this big orange blanket with dinosaurs on And we got him all wrapped up in that and then um, the day after we met him was my family got to meet him so you know my brother and my sister-in-law and all my um yeah all my all the siblings and my partner and my mum and dad and her dad and his partner they all got to meet meet my son as well which was amazing but you know, the cold cuts give you that opportunity, you know, like had my partner not been in a coma, the, the reality is we'd have gone back to see him, maybe even every day, that, that was a possibility, you know, but we would have gone back and seen him as much as we could, you know, as it was, we did lose a bit of time because of the coma, but, you know, we, we, we had that space that was kind of protected, That that what we wanted was to meet him together, and, and, you know, for all the luck in the world, we, we managed to make that happen, you know, and for the will of all the people, Involved, they were able to create that space, you know.
2: Well, we've shared a link so you can listen to that podcast in full, or you can head to im listening.co.uk. Kent Online News. Company aiming to operate services through the Channel Tunnel in competition with Eurostar has agreed to buy 12 trains. Bosses at Evelyn say they're investing a billion pounds in a new bid to start running rail services between the UK and mainland Europe in 2025. No word yet on whether they would be stopping at stations in in Kent. As promised, some news about the weather now and we're being warned to expect heavy rain in Kent later. A yellow weather warning has been issued for tonight and the whole of tomorrow. That's Friday. There could be thunderstorms with up to 30 millimetres of rain falling in just a couple of hours. Well, to cope with all that quite nicely, six primary schools in Kent have been given free waterproofs and wellies so children can spend more time outdoors. Pupils in Chatham, Sittingbourne, Tunbridge Wells, Whitstable and Birchington are the latest to benefit from from the scheme by the Outdoor Guide Foundation. Liz Gamet is the Deputy Head Teacher at Luton Primary School in Chatham.
5: Well, we have over 650 children here at Luton Primary School. We love the outdoors, which is why we use our forest school area. But by handing over these sets from the Outdoor Foundation, it enables our children to be able to use the outside in whatever the weather and it's going to be absolutely fantastic the children absolutely loved putting those sets on today and going into our forest
2: school area and enjoying it and children's tv presenter Gemma hunt is part of the project
5: i love being an ambassador for the outdoor guide foundation because it's so important for me to encourage children to get outside lots of children don't have the right gear and i don't want to upset their grown-ups by ruining their clothes so they can get outside in all weather wearing this stuff and it's so much joy for me to hand it over. Seeing their smiles opening up, putting on their new wellies, it's just so delightful. So selfishly, I like doing it for me as much it's good for them as well. I've been an ambassador for the Outdoor Guide Foundation for over two years now and we've handed out so many sets of waterproof and wellies already and coming here today and thank you so much to Nick Wax for supporting us to, to give us the opportunity to give these children all these wellies and these jackets and the trousers just means that they can get out, enjoy the sunshine, enjoy the wet weather and they can breathe in this fresh air and get out the classroom get off the screens and learn about nature there's so much to be seen out here to love and enjoy and it's really good for them as well there are about 20,000 state primary schools in this country and we would love to raise £6 million to make sure that each school has at least 10 sets of the waterproof jackets, the trousers and the wellies so all the children can get outside and enjoy this beautiful country that we live in. Kent
2: Online reports. Church bells in a Kent village have fallen silent for the first time in more than 100 years. Repairs are needed because of wear and tear on the tolling mechanism at St Michael and All Angels Church in Marden. They've been ringing since 10.90 and should be back in use by Christmas. Two Indian restaurants in Kent have been named among the best in the country Sher I Bangla on Station Road in Longfield and the dining room in Laysdown have been awarded at the annual Asian Restaurant and Takeaway Awards. And Tom Walker's been telling our sister radio station, KMFM, just how difficult it's been to put together his second album. He's been on the hit list with Numi and says he felt like he was chasing the success of his first record. His new single, Burn, is out now.
6: Super exciting. You know, I've been working on music for, for a long time now, trying to get it into a place where, you know, I'm really happy with it. And I love this song. I mean, it's so different from anything I've put out before. The production is such a leap from anything we've done before. And I don't know, I just feel like it really is like pushed the boundaries for me as like an artist and a vocalist and a writer. So yeah, I'm absolutely buzzing with it. And the reaction's been great so far, which is lovely. So yeah, happy days. Yeah, I love it. I saw you mention this in an interview as well. And I really picked up on it when I heard the track for the first time. It's got like such a big, like Imagine Dragons kind of sound to it. This kind of real passion in your voice, a little bit of anger, a little bit of edge. Um, where did that kind of new new sound, new production come from? I've been working with a, a group of writers called the, the McDonough Brothers and they've produced it. Um, and they're just absolutely amazing. You know, I, I've... I've not met producers with the work ethic that those those bunch of lads have got. Like we're in the studio like every day, like eleven o'clock to like three in the morning. It's like nuts, you know. And we we ended up writing like the whole album in pretty much two weeks' time after writing. Wow. Before, mad, we just got on this real flow together. And I, it's just so exciting to be in with people who just like live and breathe and eat music 24-7. and They absolutely love it. You know, they go after it. So yeah, it really kind of re-energized me as an artist and, and the projects as well. They really helped me find like, what I was looking for? Kent Online Sports.
2: Football and the Gillingham chairman says he's vetting candidates from around the world as they look to appoint a new manager. Neil Harris was sacked last week following a run of three games without a win. Brad Gallinson's posted on X that he's not rushing what will be an important long-term decision. Meantime, Gillingham Shay Alexander has been called up for international duty. He's been selected for the Saint Lucia squad for Nations League games. It means he'll miss Saturday's match at Warsaw, but will be back. in in time to face Knotts County a week on Saturday. Well, that's all from us for today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Plus, you can get details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. And to sign up to that, you just need to head to kentonline.co.uk. Whilst you're on the site today, you can check out our latest Eat My Words food review.
0: News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.